Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for July 17th, 2020 is made possible by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Our music is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening is, of course, Dan. What is going on, everybody? Dan, last week, we didn't mention anything on the podcast, but uh, I was sitting here sipping on some pink lemonade vodka, and <laughs> I thought Must it would be, nice. be fun if we continued the drinking that Adam Page does every single week on Dynamite. So going forward, because you and I sit down immediately after Dynamite ends to record this brief podcast, I'm going to be sipping on some vodka for the next couple of weeks. Well, depends on how fast I drink this, I guess. <laughs> that makes me jealous because I'd actually love to have a drink with uh, Hangman Page. Ooh, He's a man. whiskey boy. Uh, I know I wouldn't keep up with him for sure, uh, but I'd love to at least uh, have a few. Uh, with him yeah, for he, sure he, that'd be he awesome. could probably drink us under the table oh, 100% <laughs> I mean that dude is a real life cowboy I mean yeah <laughs> before we jump to the discussion on dynamite tonight Dan we do have to remind everyone that we are doing a giveaway for leaving us a rating and a review on Apple podcasts if you've yet to do so all you need to do load up your iTunes load up your Apple podcasts Go to hit our music, click that five stars or whatever you think we're worth. And that's it. Click submit. If you want to do it for the other our other shows as well. I know I stumbled through that max level BG mania and the media files that would get you four separate entries into this giveaway at 20 reviews, which we've already hit. We're going to pick somebody at random and Kyle's buying you lunch at 40 reviews. We're going to pick somebody else at random and Frank is throwing in a $20 Amazon gift card and at 60 reviews. That's the big one for hit our music listeners. 60 yes. reviews. Dan is throwing in a $25 pro wrestling gift certificate, which I, I think is the best part of this giveaway. Who wouldn't want some great AEW merch like that? Orange Hell, Cassidy shirt. Yes. The, or the, or, or the orange Cassidy towel. Yes. The towel, which, <laughs> which makes a debut on dynamite tonight. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, Fight for the Fallen was tonight. And it was. It was. And it was an okay show, but there were a lot of issues that, uh, that that just kept popping up and just kept happening throughout a good chunk of the matches. Yeah, it's a shame because, you know, we had a lot of momentum after Fighter Fest night one and two. Really thought both those shows uh, were done very well. I know that we had a few sloppy matches, but overall, Fighter Fest, you know, really set the tone. So it would have been nice for Fight for the Fallen to kind of carry that momentum. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it did not. No, it really didn't. Uh, the one thing that stuck out to me immediately when the show started was that everybody minus MJF sitting ringside yeah. was wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, he's still doing that heel, man. He's like, I, I'm not wearing a mask. He's got to play that heel part. But I think um, because Tony Schiavone missed Fight for the Fallen tonight due to uh, potentially a COVID scare. 
So well, they I, had, they I had Taz heard, on commentary. Yeah, I thought maybe his test didn't come back. I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's what it mean. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah I guess okay, I shouldn't have okay. said scare. Yeah, but uh, something didn't come back. So just to play it safe, he wasn't there. And that's kind of what you and I have talked about before. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago on the show is that AEW at least is is constantly handling this appropriately. They're not a sloppy show, Brian. <laughs> that's what Taz said, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> They're sloppy shop. <laughs> yeah, still love that. Still love that promo. Let's jump to the first match. We had Cody defending the TNT championship against Sonny Kiss. And we got to see Sonny Kiss kind of debut like a new entrance type of um, what, what are they? What are they even like? I, I, yeah, he danced with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I guess it, I guess he just debuted a new entrance. I guess that's not really called anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like some choreographed dancing. Yeah, um, I was going to say like an entrance promo, but that's not a real fucking thing. No. So, Sunny Kiss coming out, new entrance. I think the same music, though. I don't think he had new music. I don't but think he did have like a, a new choreographed entrance and some new ring gear that looked pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it fits his personality uh, for sure. 100%, man. 100%. And if they can utilize the Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders, why the fuck not? Yeah. You look at like what WCW what used to do with the Nitro Girls. Same type of shit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, take advantage of it. Absolutely. Uh, the match itself was kind of sloppy. I think and it's unfortunate because I think we keep saying that about the TNT championship matches. Uh, There there have been a couple really good ones, but I don't know if it's just like because these guys aren't getting to perform every single week on Dynamite or Dark. And then I I don't want to attribute it to like ring rust or anything like that because they are getting to wrestle pretty consistently. But it seems like every time Cody goes in there against somebody that like he's not used to wrestling it ends up having some sloppy stuff in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I can appreciate what Cody's doing. You know, he's trying to give people or, you know, wrestlers that typically wouldn't have title shots a title shot, you know. Um, so I can appreciate that. But you're right there. The chemistry's not there. Or, you know, are, are some of these uh, wrestlers, I guess, not ready for it. But uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a shame when I when I saw this match was going to be on the card. I was a little uh, hesitant anyway if it was going to be a good match just because you know I mean there's there hasn't been a lot of wrestling between the two so and it was there was a lot I think Cody Rhodes was really trying hard to cover up some of them but uh, yeah it was it was a pretty sloppy match yeah it definitely had some issues uh, Cody Rhodes picking up the victory and retaining the TNT championship which I think we all expected but I mean, it just it was I don't even want to say it was a good opener because no, I, I don't think it, it was. I no. think the entire first hour struggled for yeah. uh, for Dynamite. And then it really started picking up uh, right around that second hour. The second match, Lucha Brothers taking on FTR kind of suffered the same fate. There were just a lot of and, and I was really disappointed, but there were a lot of sloppy moments. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what move they were trying to do when the Lucha Brothers. I have no idea what the hell that thing was going to fucking be, dude. I don't know what they were trying to do. It looked terrible, and it was like, and which sucks because. And you're talking about the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, we were looking forward to this match, you know, and uh, 
again, I, the Lucha Brothers, uh, very sloppy on some of their moves. And, you know, and then it kind of makes, you know, FTR look silly because they're expecting one thing, but another thing's happening. And that is something yeah. that really, really bugs me. And it was very, very prominent on AEW tonight is the timing. Yeah, the timing just, is a was big off. thing for me because timing is almost everything and a lot of mediums and professional wrestling. I mean, timing is crucial to to make things look very, you know, streamlined. Things flow together fluidly and it doesn't look awkward. There were several moments where, you know, there's a spot coming and they know it. So they're waiting, you know, to to do the right stuff. And I mean, we, we saw this later on in the night in the six man tag as well. But timing is just a big issue for a lot of these performers and it, 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 it sucks, man. It sucks because it takes you out of it a little bit, but then you still appreciate the awesomeness that they do. Like the, the freaking, I mean, we'll just jump to it. You know, the, the six man tag, the, the, what was it? The Canadian destroyer from Marco stunt. <laughs> oh, off, off, you know, just, it was <laughs> cool, man, but the, the timing was off and he did that to yeah. Kenny Omega, I think, but yeah. the timing was just off and it, and it just really felt weird. Um, FTR did pick up the victory here against Lucha Brothers uh, by kind of stripping the mask off of Ray Phoenix. Yes. Uh, yeah, a little dirty move there. Uh, like um, Excalibur said uh, during the match, if this would have been a match in Mexico, that would have been an instant disqualification. Grounds but, for disqualification. Yeah, exactly. Not here. So, you know, FTR playing a little dirty t- to pick up the win. And then uh, they do end up eventually uh, getting their key for their truck back because uh, Butcher and the Blade were over there hanging by the truck and then we see... Um, Which, are they turning them into like a like a 50s greaser style gimmick? Are I don't they, know. Are, are, are they slowly morphing into that? I, I, I don't know because again, they were in their white even though last week when they wrestled they were wearing their black but yeah, this, this week there was white. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with them. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, we saw the Young Bucks um, come up behind him and give him some super kicks and get the keys back. Uh, and then, yeah, what, Omega came out with a cooler, so we thought everything was going to be cool. Making up for last week when FTR, right. or I'm exactly. sorry, when they, when they gave him the beer and then Kenny yeah. Omega kind of poured it out. The party foul. The party yeah. foul. Yeah. Uh, so I always thought everything was going to be cool. And then, yeah, FTR ends up pull, uh, pouring their beers over uh, Kenny Omega's head. Right onto his head. Yep. So I thought we were actually going to see Omega drink a beer. And uh, it was taken away from us. Unfortunate, man. But it's it's exciting that they keep building up this, you know, tension yep. between FTR and the elite. Because mm-hmm. it's not just Young Bucks anymore. No, now there's tension not. building up between Kenny Omega. Yes, yes. It makes me wonder if FTR is going to get a title shot against Omega and Adam Page before we get the payoff of FTR versus the Young Bucks. It's starting to to look like that that is more of a possibility. I, I think Especially that is going to happen when we talk a little bit later on what happens with Kenny Omega. Yeah, he's starting to get he's starting to snap a little bit. Yeah, What's something's going, going on, on inside the mind of Kenny Omega. Yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll talk about that here in a bit. Did, oh, did you know? 
Did you notice the Miller Lite was crossed out on the beer cans? Like yeah, it was, I was like, drawn over with the freaking tell. Sharpie. Yeah, ah, I was like, man, that was I was so like, that's funny. you can clearly tell. But then, uh, so FTR gets the keys back, right? And they go to their truck. <laughs> and then they and can't they start co- it. <laughs> they couldn't start the truck. And I was like, man, this night is just getting, is just off to a bad start. It was, dude, it's just, it, things felt off and things it felt did. odd it this did. week on Dynamite. It was so. very weird. Some bad juju going on. But like I said, then things started to pick up because it was around this point where yep. things picked up. We had the inner circle come out. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful. First of all, the humidity was not a fan. And of, maybe that was the issue for the night. You know, maybe it was just sticky. Maybe like, you know, I the atmosphere. Yeah. People, so I get it. People don't thrive when humidity is fucking high. Living no, in it, Ohio, you know, I'm used to 9,500 degree humidity days and it is like death outside. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. So, I, you know, yeah, them being outside in the humidity, I, I know it can make your mind go a little crazy and be a little sluggish. So maybe that was it because I, I yeah. But we saw how the humidity treats hair with uh, Chris yeah. Jericho and Ortiz. Yeah, Their hair kindly. was an absolute mess. <laughs> Jericho, you could tell he tried to do something before he walked out, yeah, but the longer just, he stood in the ring, the you could just kind of see his hair poofing out a little bit, like every minute that he was out there. <laughs> Getting messier and messier, but oh, it didn't yeah, matter it anyway. And then the wind blowing it and all that, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a bad hair day. And it's funny because we know that Tony Khan and AEW, you know, personnel don't really script their promos. They let these guys come up with their own stuff. They let them just kind of do whatever they want to do. And Chris Jericho had just takes the ball that he's been kind of running with on Twitter and talking about demographics and ratings and now is bringing it into the storylines on TV, on Dynamite, and is now referring to himself as the demo god. Which is awesome. <laughs> but he also, because he gets a lot of heat. Because he, he, you know, he tweets the the ratings, right? And a lot of people tweeted him saying, you know, but you're not looking at the overall numbers. But the the key thing, and he brought it up in his promo, was we're looking at that 18 to 49 demographic. That's what 18 we're to 49. At. Because if you noticed, whenever they put out the the numbers every week, it's ranked by the 18 to 49 demographic. It's not ranked by the overall. Exactly. That's the key number we're looking at for this uh, AEW uh, NXT uh, ratings war. I mean, it, it really isn't a war right now. Wrestling is on a decline with the pandemic. You look at Raw. We talked about how Raw last week was almost a record low. It was a record low this past Monday. 1.5 something. Yeah. It's, Lowest Raw ever. So it's, it's not just AEW that's declining in the ratings. It's it's wrestling overall, man. Wrestling overall is down right now because it's just not the same. No, not it's just you you need that live crowd, you need that live reaction and yeah, we're clearly not getting that. But then we had the uh the most beautiful part of the night. Oh man. 50 hundred, I don't know how many gallons <laughs> of orange juice just dropping down on the inner circle. Uh Orange Chastity was you know out there. They were kind of having some some words back and forth, but uh yeah, we got that, you know, we've seen it before. Who is yeah. it? The uh, Spirit Squad getting shit dumped on them by oh, Degeneration yeah. X. We, we see this all the time. I it's, think it's Vicky usually, Guerrero and Edge got hit with something, didn't they? I mean, it's yeah. usually shit. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so the CMP Orange Juice was funny. Yeah. And they were actually yeah. like chopped up orange, like oranges and shit. Oh, in the yeah, actual, man. They went all out for it, uh, for sure. And I mean, every it, uh, who was it? Ortiz overselling the, uh, oh, the orange juice. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> swimming. And then Jericho telling him, just get up, you idiot. Like, get up, you idiot. 
idiot. This is a $7,000 jacket. You're ruining my $7,000 jacket. I don't think Ortiz gets enough credit, man. He is so good at selling. Like when you watch them in a tag match, like he he just has it down. He does a lot of like the Ric Flair type stuff, the flops, yes, the facial expressions. Like yeah, Ortiz is. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit, man. Ortiz no, is a I, very I very. I'm glad you said that because I, I agree. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's very fun to watch in the ring. But then Jericho jumped on commentary. Yeah, and uh, Excalibur told uh, Jericho to he should have uh, scotch guarded that jacket, which I thought was a very uh, yeah. clever little dig. It was it was great. The little digs they were having back and forth about showing the replay and all this stuff, and then you know when they threw him a towel and it was it had Orange Cassidy's face, and then Excalibur saying you can pick that up on AEW shop, and it was yeah. just it was some really good banter back and forth, and it was really good because we needed that to pick this show back up. So I thought it was very well-placed and uh, anytime we started... they can get Jericho on commentary I'm never going to oh, complain 100% never going to complain and about then Excalibur, that him and Excalibur got some chemistry they really they do they work really well right? together yeah. and it excites me because we you know JR's not a spring chicken man JR's up there in terms of age Tony Schiavone is also not that young so Excalibur, we, we we heard it tonight. What was it? Because uh, they were talking about the Tiger Driver 98. And Excalibur said, I was 18 in 98. So we know Excalibur is not that much older than we are. If he was 18 in 98, what? He's 40? He's five years older than me. So, yeah, he's 40. Yeah, yeah. 40 yeah. years old. Jericho's, what, 47? Yeah. That could be a good duo for that commentary duo. for AEW in a couple years, man. That could yeah. be a really good duo. So it's something to keep an eye on. And then we had the six-man tag we kind of mentioned earlier. Jurassic Express, uh, Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, and uh, Jungle Boy taking on the Elite, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. This was an incredible match, dude. It was. It, again, carried the momentum. Match of the from- night by far. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I think Jungle Boy is, uh, I don't know, he's beyond his years. Like he's Jungle young. Boy is a legitimate star. Yeah, he really is. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for him because he just watching him wrestle. And it, it, it's a shame that his dad can't be here to watch that. You know, I, I do think about that every time that his dad, unfortunately, you know, passed away before he got, you know, to really see what his son is, is right now and is going to become later on in this industry. Did you notice how Jericho was totally behind the because they were beating down uh, Jungle, or I'm sorry, uh, Jurassic Express, because Marco Stunt was making fun of Jericho before the match. <laughs> yeah, they cut that promo. So he's real, like, yeah, Kenny Omega, that's my new favorite wrestler now. Yeah. They did like the Snapdragon suplex to, uh, or I'm sorry, Snap German suplex to Marco Stunt. <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. Again, having Jericho on commentary for this match, and then just this is the match that we needed. It sucked that what this is the third match in the, the night. Before we got a good one, but uh, yeah, definitely match of the night. Yeah, this is definitely match of the night. Uh, Jericho, who because who, who I think Rick Knox was on uh, was referee, and he's like Rick Knox is always in the uh, the back pocket of the elite, and he's like <laughs> slow counting bald looking dummy, and he's like wait a second, I think that's a Garth Brooks song, slow counting bald looking dummy, whatever fucking melody he sang it to. <laughs> yeah, it's just Jericho is just gold, man. He's just he, the things that he comes up with, and yeah, and, and he's able to kind of sing that stuff you know that silly shit and it's just slow counting bald looking dummy something like that in my head all night (laughs) yeah incredible match though man but 
afterwards, we, you know, the elite picked up the victory. Kenny Omega pinning Marco stunt uh, kind of goes over and like looks like he was about to help him up. But then just starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and the young bucks even like have to hold him back and be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, well, yeah. what's going and on? Omega here? gets up. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry. It was in the moment. I'm sorry. It was a match. And Luchasaurus was like, yeah, it was a match. But the match was over. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's so something's going on here. Yeah. What's going on? And then we kept uh, during the match. Um, this is when we saw Hangman Page sitting back there drinking alone. And then uh, little Not later alone, on Dan, in the match, I have a bottle of vodka in my hand. OK, sorry. My bad. You were there in spirit drinking with him. But then we Thank get you. the FTR show up uh, with a few <laughs> brews and uh, they all hang out and watch the match. So, again, Adam something's Page going on. Si- siding with the competitors again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I like it. That's just a bunch of. Uh, Homegrown drinking buddies right there. Dude, I get goosebumps every time FTR's in the ring. I don't know why. I really do. Like, they are just a great tag team. They're getting to showcase the talent that we knew they had, and the WWE wouldn't let them have it, you know? And they just, they, yeah, they're just great. And they're working on on a handshake deal right now. I don't know if you saw the reports come out earlier this week. Uh, It's literally just a handshake deal. He's like, we trust Tony. Tony trusts us. But we can work wherever the fuck we want right now. And see, that speaks volumes because who's going to do a handshake deal with Vince McMahon? In 2020, who's operating on a handshake deal anymore? Handshake not, not deals a- is what got us, you know, Kevin Nash and, Raz- and Scott Hall jumping ship to WCW in 1996. I almost said Razor Ramon, even though that was his character at the time. But Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. But uh, yeah, and I I think it speaks volumes for what Tony Khan and, you know, the rest of uh, the crew behind the scenes at AEW are doing, man. If you can have a handshake deal, if, you know, again, you're only as good as your word, right? Absolutely. And I think that's that's worth mentioning. Yeah, 100%. Oh, 100%. It is because, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's kind of the way I operate, man. If I shake somebody's hand or I tell somebody something, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I'm glad that... Uh, that Tony Khan is is man enough to, to you know be able to do that, and it, it's it's a great thing, and it just it makes me feel great about uh, where AEW is going. Absolutely, but we did mention it. Kenny Omega potential heel turn here, potential heel turn. You know, we've been talking. You know, you you keep saying Adam Page, I keep saying the Young Bucks. What if it's Kenny Omega? What that, if he's the one that's going to be yeah, turning left heel? Field. Yeah, I'm field, not sure if my wife would like it or not. I don't know. I, I should ask her. She's a big Kenny Omega fan. Yeah. But if you're if you're a big fan of somebody, you got to appreciate them, even if they're a heel or a face. Right. No, I agree. She, she's, she can't just turn her back on. Kenny no, Omega. I, I don't think she will. I that don't would think be like she me will. turning I my actually, back on AJ Styles every time he turns heel because I fucking love AJ Styles. Yeah. AJ Styles is good. Yeah. Heel or face. He just sells uh, very well. So actually, I um so it's my wife's birthday coming up in a few weeks. I wanted to get something really cool for her. So I actually was able to snag a. Uh, Doesn't she listen to the show? Uh, Sometimes she does. Well, you're. Are you gonna tell her what she's getting right here on the air i am um because okay. maybe this is surprise her. yeah happy birthday but uh i got her an autographed kenny omega funko pop nice yeah i'm excited i'm excited to uh, i had to tell somebody so i figured i'd just tell you guys well you're it's actually telling the world at the moment <laughs> yeah well the whole world knows so i can't wait I was a little impressed that they cut to um, Hikaru Shida in the back after this match. And I was really impressed with her English, man. Uh, like her, that her English yep. has gotten so better, like so much better in the seven or eight months since I think we've last heard her speak. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I, I looked over at Elena and I said, I said, I'm glad they're letting her 
try to, you know, work on you know, her show, English. Yeah, showcase her own mic work. Yeah, Instead exactly. of always sticking, you know, you, you look, you know, WWE's been kind of doing a little bit with Asuka as well lately. Um, but typically, whenever there's someone that doesn't speak the English language that well, they usually stick them with someone that can. Correct. And I'm glad that they're not doing that. I'm glad they're just kind of sticking her on her own. You know, Hikaru, she does great on her own. Her English is. is perfect almost. And she's great, dude. She's 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 so good. She's well, yeah, so good. I, exactly. We got to think she's she's trying to, you know, learn English and then cut a promo. So let, let's get the English and, the, the, you know, they're giving her to do that. And then hopefully then she can start working on like really being, uh, you know, giving a really good uh, uh What's the word I'm looking for? Not forceful, uh, like serious promo, because I know she's trying to be serious. But, you know, she's also like focusing on making sure that she's, you know, speaking the right words. So, you know, and once she gets more acquainted, it'll be really good to kind of see the promos that she can cut because she's great in the ring. And if she can add promos, uh, it'll be she'll be the all package. I think she kind of issued an open challenge as well. She did, and I wasn't sure if we were going to see that tonight, if they were going to try to squeak it in, because I knew the you know we we had some time, but uh, yeah, hopefully uh, this will open up the door for um, I don't know maybe somebody that had got released, you know, maybe we're going to see something, so it'll be cool. Uh, I love open challenges. I love when uh, title I holders like the do potential this. of open Me challenges, too, right? yeah, like you know, like the surprises, yeah. Yep. gets the buzz. So it'll be I curious to see only, where they go. The only girls that got released from WWE were Sarah Logan, and I think she's pregnant, so it won't be her. Maria Kanellis, she just had a baby, so it shouldn't be her. No. And then Tainara Conti from NXT could be her. I don't know. If it's somebody not on the roster, chances are it's somebody on the roster that'll open the, or that'll answer the challenge, though. Then we had another tag match. They, uh, that's what I like about AEW, man. They always have tag matches and they're always focusing on tag matches. And I and I, I know we've talked about that before with AEW Dynamite, but that is one thing that I really like about the show. We it had, also doesn't feel forced, though, right? It doesn't feel like they're shoving that down our throat. Like everything just kind of seems to flow uh, with the tag matches, which I really like. Exactly. We had uh, the Nightmare Sisters, Brandy and Allie, taking on... Two enhancement talents, uh, Kenzie Page and MJ Jenkins. I don't think MJ Jenkins is really enhancement, though. Wasn't she in the Mae Young? Uh, I think she was in the Mae Young tournament. Hmm. Mae Young. MJ Jenkins. I think she was. Yeah, she totally was. Okay. Yeah, MJ Jenkins actually was released earlier this year from WWE. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the Mae Young Classic in 2018 and then was in NXT from 2018 through 2020, according to Pro Wrestling Fandom. I thought so. I thought the name sounded familiar. I thought the name sounded familiar. She was trained by Devon Dudley. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but this was a throwaway match. It was done just to kind of further the uh, storyline with the the Nightmare Sisters, Allie and Brandy. I like the dynamic of these two girls that dislike each other. And Allie was out there like kind of not necessarily trying to impress Dustin Rhodes, who came out with them. But like she did the whole like the Rhodes thing where she dropped down to her knees and then did like the the, the punch yeah. up to their yeah. to their jaw or whatever. And she looked over at Dustin's like, see, I did it. <laughs> yeah, she was trying hard for sure. It, it yeah, went, so uh, I, I don't want to say she's trying to impress him, but she's like. It's an interesting dynamic, and I like what they're doing here. She had like a little plush apple, like you know, like I know, uh, yeah. She threw it at Dustin, and he didn't catch it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like this, man. I'm still not sure what they're doing. You know, Ali was staring at Dustin Rhodes when he wouldn't raise her hand. And then finally yes. he did. So does he I mean, we know that he had an issue with, quote unquote, her dating cutie Marshall. So clearly he still does and isn't happy with this whole thing. And cutie Marshall, he just had coronavirus. I don't think he's injured. So I don't know where he was tonight because I think that was uh, several weeks ago. I don't know why he wasn't there either. Maybe maybe he's not better yet. I don't know. I was going to say, or maybe maybe they just didn't get his results back on his test like uh, Shivani. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they continue to do with this, uh, do with this, though, because it's not stopping anytime soon. And there there really isn't any like women tag teams right no tag titles so it's just something that they're doing and i like it i'm into this like i said i like the dynamic between the two of them and every single week like you know i keep questioning it but it gets a little bit more interesting every week well i guess they had some history in impact they either wrestled each other or they were maybe tag partners in impact wrestling as well i didn't know that so after this match they cut to the back and nyla rose was standing back there and we found out that we were going to get to know who her manager was going to be at least we thought we were because yeah. they, they they were kind of like being coy about it a little bit correct like, like, are I we going like, to tell you are we not going to tell you well that's what after you know she made the she was going to have a manager and she wasn't going to tell us like i thought maybe we'd let you know let it let it simmer for a few weeks but uh they did not let it simmer they did not let it simmer nyla rose says you know what i'm just going to let my manager speak for herself and then out comes vicky guerrero dan you called it good I job i would have been disappointed it. if it wasn't vicky after you said that so but they almost blew this they almost though. fucking we spoiled talked about it. how sloppy they were they <laughs> did cut her music for like they cut vicky guerrero's music before for playing like, nyla's music yeah, they started playing like whatever seconds. music that uh that vicky is gonna start using now which I'm not sure that i'm into that theme yet it's just cougar that pretty much remixed into like a an edm style rave yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I, I'm not too sure on that theme yet, but I love the pairing of Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. I love it. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. It's nice to see uh, Vicky Guerrero kind of back into the fold, you know, um, because she was always uh, really just she's good at playing like the heel manager. She can be annoying and uh, it'll be interesting to see um, where this goes and how this is going to help uh, Nyla Rose. Uh, yeah, I agree. Sorry, I was taking another sip of this vodka. No, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I gotta keep man. it going, man. I gotta Some keep gotta the drinking going. Adam Page, I'm sure, is still drinking now. That means I need to be drinking now. That's our gimmick as well. That's that's the gimmick we're taking with this podcast. <laughs> So I looked at Jessica, it. though, while, while Vicky was out there, and I was like, this is so perfect because Vicky is an instant heat magnet, dude. Oh, 100 percent. build yeah. heat. She can talk on that mic. She pretty much has fans in the palm of her hand when she's talking. Oh, she yeah. can make you hate her. She can make you love her. I like how she kind of, you know, uh, referenced Eddie. You know, her late husband by some of the things that she was saying during this promo. That was really cool as well. I, I'm so into this. I think this is going to be great for both Nyla Rose and for Vicky Guerrero. I really do. I just, I just wonder what her catchphrase will be, because I don't think she can say excuse me. I think she already has an, an AEW. Has she? Yeah. I thought she said something else. I could be wrong. No, I think she's allowed. Okay. I, I, she? I don't, okay, I don't I think WWE sure. owns, the, owns those two words. Yeah, you never know, man. You never know what Vince McMahon. 
Sometimes they're petty, but I don't think they I don't think they trademarked. Excuse me, but maybe they did. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I could have sworn she said it before in AEW. Hmm. And then Dan was the main event, the match we've been talking about for man. Two months uh, now, three months now. Feels like forever. Talking, yeah, since Brian, uh, or yeah, since Cage since, won since, it. Since he won the uh, casino, whatever, ladder match, whatever it was called, uh, where he got the chip. But we had Brian Cage, the FTW champion, which I don't think AEW is officially recognizing it. I think that's the angle they're going with as well, uh, because, you know, Taz had the FTW title with him the entire time. Like it was never turned over. So I, I don't think that they're actually officially recognizing that championship. And I don't think, and I think it, be, it makes for good storyline if they don't, because then Taz can keep being pissed off about it and, and use that in his promos, which are always so fucking good. Well, yeah. And then cage cornered uh, Justin Roberts in the corner to make him, made you know, him announce say, him as the FTW right. champion. So I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then boring John Moxley, the AEW champion. Not boring, John Moxley. He cut a nice, uh, he cut a nice promo. You know what? Shout out to Mox though for wearing the Danny Havoc T-shirt. Yeah, I, really I, cool I did moment. like that. I did like that yeah, a lot. Me too. Paying um, respect. Yeah, huge, huge. Uh, gave me a little bit of goosebumps there. Um, but it was good to see Moxley back, man. I've been, I'm a Moxley fan. I'm wearing my Moxley shirt tonight. Uh, I saved it, um, all week, uh, for today to wear because of how big this match was and how excited I was to watch Moxley finally be back in action. So, and the match was, it was good. It, it was, was a good match. It wasn't yep. a great match, no, but it was, it was a good match. Focus on the arm of the big guy, you know, wear and tear that yep. arm. They they utilized his torn bicep or whatever, Brian Cage's bicep surgery that he had earlier this year or, or late last year or whatever that delayed his arrival into AEW. They utilized that during the match. It was a typical match, you know, for, for both guys. It wasn't anything great. Uh, I, I like how, was it Excalibur who mentioned on commentary that Brian Cage has kind of scaled back a little bit on his repertoire of moves and just has been focusing on like the powerful powerhouse type stuff. I think they're trying to let people know that are familiar with Brian Cage, why he's not performing like he used to when he was in the X division for Impact Wrestling. Well, yeah, because, you know, some people do expect that when they see him, if they're a fan of him and they follow him around. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that Excalibur is able to, you know, kind of clarify and, you know, give that kind of analysis. Um, so it makes sense. It makes sense. But uh, they're yeah, using overall- him as a big guy, which is what they need, though, because AEW doesn't have a ton of big dudes. You know, they got Brian Cage now. They have uh, Mr. Brody Lee. They have Jake Hager. They have Wardlow. But that's it, right? Luchasaurus. Um, yeah, I was going to say Luchasaurus. Um, but they don't have like, that's it. Like they, they don't have like, you know, a lot of the big giants that, you know, WWE has or some of these other, I guess it's really just WWE, but it seems like they're, you know, they're trying to build up that they're now they're mentioning it again. Uh, Lance Archer. Fo- totally forgot about Lance Archer. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, that's that. I think it just shows you how underutilized he's being right now that we totally forgot about him. Sad. It is. Sad I agree. Because these yeah. guys are so good. These guys are so good. But like I said, this match, uh, it, it wasn't the main event that I wanted. I did want to see Brian Cage pick up the victory. I kind of had a feeling after they introduced the FTW title that he wasn't going to win. I remember we talked about it. It would have been cool if he did. But I, I wasn't into this match that. as much as I wanted to be. I wasn't into it as much as I wanted to be. And it was a weird finish, right? I, I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see Taz throwing in the towel. Yeah. No. I, I, that obviously, they protect them a little bit on commentary. They kind of were talking about how Taz threw in the towel to protect Brian Cage from potentially 
tearing his bicep again and having to be on the shelf for another, you know, six to eight months or whatever. Yeah, JR was saying that and they really did hammer that home, which I like. Uh, yeah, I, I they're, do they're like giving the an day. explanation as to why, Correct. as opposed to just letting us wonder, well, shit, they just, they just had, that's the ending of match. They just threw in the towel. Brian Cage Yeah, sucks. they gave us a reason like, <laughs> oh, huh, that does make sense. You would hate to see Brian Cage go back on the shelf, you know, for five to ten it months makes, or whatever. It gives a reason for the loss. Exactly, right? It makes him, it doesn't make him look weak. It protects weak. him take, v- exactly. way more yeah, than he, they protected Brody Lee and Lance Archer. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And maybe they realize that, right? Maybe they've, you know, I'm I'm assuming they get feedback somewhere. I, I don't know. I think they're listening, Dan. I think they're that, listening. I hope they are, man. I hope maybe, they are. Maybe I mean, they had somebody else in mind for Nyla Rose's manager, and then they heard you say last week, Vicky Guerrero, did, and, and, and Tony's like, fucking shit, we gotta get and Vicky it, Guerrero. I mean, if they are listening... If they are listening, then let us come see a show live and then give us a little setup and we'll do the we'll record the podcast live right after the show, right on the uh, stage of dynamite. Right on the dynamite stage uh, in front of the entire arena. (laughs) Hey, you got to shoot your uh, shoot your shot sometimes, Brian, and I'm shooting ours right now. You like hockey. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, Dan. Exactly. Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, somebody can be Gretzky in there. Yeah. Hey, why not? But the ultimate ending to Dynamite's all the lights go out. Yeah. And I got excited. I got excited Me for a second. Me too. Me too. Because it's July 15th. And we know yeah. that the 90 day no competes expired from all the big names that were released from WWE earlier this year. We talked about Rusev a little bit off air. Rusev confirming on Twitch that, you know, he came down with coronavirus. Lana's mom and Lana both have um, coronavirus as well. So we, we knew that kind of took him out of the picture. And I wonder if maybe he was going to be the surprise this week and then he couldn't hmm. be because we didn't get any surprises there yeah, was it nothing sense, right? dude that would have been your big guy big guy against big guy the only surprise was Darby Allen returning and while that was cool it almost was like a letdown when he, when the lights came back on and shit it's just Darby Allen I was excited yeah. to see Darby I was yeah, excited to see him back I'm a big Darby Allen fan and clearly they're continuing the storyline that we talked about last week with him and Brian Cage you know he did name drop him last week hit him in the throat with a uh, skateboard tonight so maybe we'll get some Darby Allen v Brian Cage for the FTW championship here over the next couple weeks or months but well, really yeah where's Mox go from here where does Mox go from here well that's a very good question i don't know i don't know to be honest with you i don't know I, either I, I don't know yeah. either i don't know wow. i do not know where john moxley goes from here where what is uh, let's check the rankings and see what aew said because the rankings came out earlier today so okay. the men's rankings brian cage was listed at number one MJF is listed at number two, Lance Archer, number three, Chris Jericho, number four, and Brody Lee, number five. So those are like your top five right now, minus the two champions. So does John Moxley get into a program with MJF? Does he get into a program with Lance Archer? Lance Archer makes way more sense than MJ. I don't know, man. They both make a lot of sense. They really do. <sighs> I think Lance Archer makes more sense than MJF. But I MJF. think we have to be looking at... Who is the next AEW champion after John Moxley? Because he's had it for what, 140 days now ish, 137. I think it was when they talked when they showed the little uh, infographic when he came out. It's been a while. He's it had has, it for a while. But most of that in front of no crowds, which which sucks. is unfortunate. I, uh, but is. that can't be taken into consideration. 
You have to you have to rotate your title. You have to As rotate your champion of the John Moxley fan club. I think it's only <laughs> As the fair, only member of the John Moxley only, fan club. Only fair that we let him keep the title until we get real crowds back. I think it's better if he loses it and then wins it back. Uh, yeah, he could be the first two-time AEW uh, champion. I, I I think it's better if he loses it, wins it back. I think it should be Lance Archer. I, I I say John Moxie goes against Lance Archer next, and Archer picks. Dude, somebody just needs to take the title. <laughs> somebody needs to take the title. <laughs> yeah, because then with Lance, I'm trying to think who you could get. Then I'm thinking too far ahead. Because that was then, like then, my then issue. Then we're thinking too far ahead. Yeah, right. Because uh, that yeah, was my we issue. We don't, with, we don't know with, what the state of AEW is going to look like at uh, you know six months from now or whatever. We don't know. No, we just don't. I know. mean, you you literally uh, have to take everything a day at a time. Um, you know, because I mean, hell, that's why the title match got pushed back a week because Moxley, well, uh, you know, his wife, Renee, was tested positive for COVID. So that kind of had to push the match back. So, I mean, you truly, you know, you can plan for something, but COVID could really, you know, mess that up. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. So no. we will have to wait and see. But I, I dude, I, I'm wondering what is next for John Moxley? What is, what is next? That is the big question. But the other big question we have to ask, Dan, is what is our ranking or star rating for Dynamite tonight? Because I I don't think it was a strong show. Uh, It was not. Like we said, the first hour was uh, very sloppy. Cody, Sunny Kiss. It wasn't a dud, but it wasn't great. Lucha Bros. FTR was okay. The Jurassic Express, the Elite, was amazing. Nightmare Sisters, Kenzie Page, and Beijing Kids. I'm not really even counting. You could rank the first half of the show and then rank the second half of the show. And then what do you get for the average? Hmm. Well, the first half of the show is definitely a one. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. Definitely a one star. Second half of the show, I'd probably give three stars. So I guess we're going two stars. I'm going two stars. I'm going two stars. I'm going to go two and a half just because Moxley you always won. Got, you always got to like one up me. You always got to go a half step well, higher. Won. Or, well, and Moxley I, shouldn't have won. If, if Cage would have won, this would have been the last episode we would have done of this podcast. Dan would have been giving it a zero stars. I would have still been here every single week. I just would have found a better co-host <laughs> that appreciates. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that appreciates the Brian Cage. Oh, man. <laughs> But so yeah, two and a half stars. That just that first hour, you know. I mean, they did a good job of recovering, but that first hour really was rough. Yeah, it, it really, really freaking was. Hopefully, next week will be better, man. Looking, looking forward to next week. The shows always look great on paper. They always they do. do. I agree. They yeah, always on look paper. great. We thought we thought Fight for the Fallen was going to be great, but yeah. they always look so good on paper. Next week, we get to look forward to Cody defending the TNT Championship again against. They haven't said yet, and I believe they tipped their hat and said it was going to be the main event so maybe it'll be somebody big maybe that would be cool the maybe we get zack Ryder next week oh that'd be awesome i i would like that hangman page will be taking on five from the dark order with mr Brody lee also out there also is that just not a random match though i mean it's very random <laughs> i mean i saw that and i was like okay that doesn't make any sense but hey but i will say Looking at the rankings on AEW's website, the Dark Order is ranked number one for the tag titles. So is it random? Maybe not. Oh, no, not random anymore. Good call. Good catch. Uh, Eva Lise will be taking on Diamante, two females. Uh, we've seen, I want to say we've seen both of them on Dark before, but I don't know if we've ever seen 
Eva Lee on Dark. But these are two good pickups for Dynamite for AEW in especially now when the women's division, they even mentioned it on Dynamite. But four of the five top contenders are all freaking injured or out right now due to various reasons. Yeah, that's that's rough because they had a lot of momentum going in that division. Um, and then it just crashed and burned, man. Everyone got injured. People like, you know, just things happened. And now they have like a couple people and that's it. It started with losing Britt Baker. And then what, a few weeks later, we lost Stratlander. Chris, Chris Statlander went down and then I want to say someone else is out, too. So I, I think somebody else is even out as well. And we haven't seen Riho in forever, so I don't know what's no, going on we there. we haven't, yeah. So this will be interesting to see how this match is received because they're promoting it. And it's two people that we've never seen on Dynamite. And Ivelisse from Lucha Underground, Diamante has been around. I think she was even in NXT for a little while, maybe. So so these these girls definitely are veterans and it'll be interesting to see how this goes. MJF's also in action next week, which will be fun. I don't know who he's going to end up against. Uh, the Young Bucks taking on the Butcher and the Blade in a false count anywhere match, which will be super fun to watch. And then Chris Jericho and Jake Hager taking on Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Kind of set up tonight. So yeah, on paper, uh, it looks yeah. like a good dynamite. It really does. Yeah, let's hope that uh, the Young Bucks um, and Butcher and the Blade match is a little bit better than the FTR Lucha Bros match because that eight man tag was great. So then you, you know, you, you break them both off and it's like, okay. So, but we had the, you know, the sloppy match. So hopefully they can pick that momentum back up and have a good match. False count anywhere is very curious. So false count anywhere is always fun too. So yeah, exactly. Especially now. I mean, we could end up in the damn football stadium. Yeah. Which they've done before. (laughs) Yeah. They've done before, so I'm excited for next week. It looks good. But Dan, I think we've stuck around long enough in this virtual ring. Yep. Hot tag out of this bitch. All right. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. Remember, we are doing that giveaway. So if you haven't left us a rating and a review yet, please do so. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Dan. You're on Twitch. I am at twitch.tv forward slash crazed11, K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. You can come over there and watch me suck at Hyperscape. I was going to say, they can come watch you just play video games poorly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's mediocre, guys. It's mediocre. Dan and I have been uh, jumping into some Hyperscape lately and just getting fucking wrecked. (laughs) Just wrecked. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. Not fun at all. No, the game is great. Just it's not no, fun. The losing. game is. It's yeah, a lot the game of is you, actually really you. fun. Look at you playing these battle royales. What? Three kills, man. I got three kills. Two kills earlier today. <laughs> <sighs> Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, interact with us. Theme song of the week this week goes to me, and I am going with Dustin Rhodes. It's called Natural. I don't know why. 
I don't know why, but I was listening to it earlier today, and I really like this theme, dude. It is. I really like Death and Rhodes' theme. Yeah, it's it's just a good, just a good riff song. Just yeah, I I do enjoy it. Yeah, it just it just it, it gets your blood flowing, it gets you pumped. It's a good freaking theme for him. I really like it. So we're gonna close out with that, and we'll be back next week, same time, same channel. Not really. We're posted different times. It's time to put the cap on the bottle, Dan. Vodka gets put away. Now hit the music.